Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> also joining us is the Colonel himself, Colonel Panic Joe Wilson. Hello. Jeez. <laughs> Every time you do that, it throws me off. I don't know. It, well, it's weird because like when I'm doing it, it's like, oh, it doesn't sound like it came out of my mouth. And last but not least is our Mandalorian sour cream himself, Mr. Josh Finney. God damn you. <laughs> Come on, you knew that was coming. I did, and I still hate it. We just spent I like regret, 20 minutes. I regret reminding you about this. <laughs> it's never going away. It's never going away. <sighs> Everybody have a good week. Good weekend. Good week. Good day. Yeah. I'm pretty good. I put up an entire IKEA wall unit over the weekend. That was a lot of fun leveling and measuring. That's fun. I <laughs> went couch shopping yesterday. Ooh. Nice. Where at? Uh went to IKEA. We went to a couple local places. Mm. I you... found a very soft couch, not at IKEA. Mm. Did your IKEAs have the uh Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 cutouts to measure your furniture with? They did. Ooh. <laughs> they have not been stolen yet. Why didn't they just? Why didn't they just get those like uh, those fake ones that everyone else got, where it's just the case of it, you know, like just the outside. They should have, you know, like give something like that to places so they can actually like. I feel like those know. would be more likely to be stolen. They would absolutely be stolen. Yeah. Like speaking as somebody who would love one of those fake ones, they would be stolen. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just think about all the videos you I'm can make. I'm just saying, fake one. Yeah, yeah. Like me and, uh, but, a I mean, they're it. accurately sized. Like they look like them, just without like logos on it. They're just heavy duty, okay. like cardboard boxes. Yeah, like yeah. a heavy duty cardboard though. But yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it shows like the exact dimensions are written on them and everything. And I was like, oh, this is great. Okay. But these are where I will actually buy living room furniture though. Because I'm not buying a TV stand at Ikea. Like, more than likely. Yeah. yeah. I like them. It's just like they don't go with the furniture I already own. Mm. Mm. We have we, uh, we bought our couch from an online place called Article. It's terrific. Look it up. Mm. Mm. I like to test couches before I get them. You get 60 yeah. days. Oh. Mm. Okay. Mm. You send it back. <laughs> Yeah, I got. I got. We're gonna have to do some uh, fridge and and uh, stove shopping here soon because both our fridge is junk and our stove one day just decided while we were cooking to shut off and say that it, it it's getting too hot. It's not able to regulate the temperature and so it just shut off. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, so our money that we that we got <laughs> is gone from the government already. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I uh I watched the Browns lose today against the Kansas City Chiefs. I did. I did too. I watched I the Mavs lose to the Bulls for the yeah. second time this month. Yeah, sorry, that's <laughs> embarrassing. It's sorry. it's not great. 
We yeah. also don't have a full roster. We had like eight people playing today because everybody else is in COVID protocol. Mm. Put us back in the goddamn bubble. Adam Silver, what are you doing? Yeah. Just rent out <laughs> Disney World for a few months. Yeah, nobody else is going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm saying, come COVID on. patients. Uh. Yeah, that's, and Listen, that's like they, a benefit. They, they were talking the other day on the news about Disneyland being a vaccination center. And let yep. me tell you something. I, I, want to, I want to be riding Rise of the Resistance and halfway through have the ride stop when it inevitably breaks down and have a healthcare worker from Orange County walk out and be like, all right, guys, come on. It's, it's time for the intermission. Or it's just like, drop, come on. They drop, they drop from the ceiling. Like, I want like a somebody in a stormtrooper <laughs> outfit, outfit to give me my vaccine. I, I want Kylo Ren to give me my vaccine. Yeah, well, that that animatronic gets really fucking close to your face. So I know he could jab it in your neck. I'm just saying, dude. Just like when they have you exit the ship to go get in line to do the actual ride portion, just have them standing there and be like, hey, if you don't get that, if you don't get your microchip, you don't get to go. Yeah. Do you guys think that we will feel the same way about the most recent trilogy as we do the prequel trilogy in like five, ten years? No. 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 This sequel trilogy is way better than the prequel trilogy. I yeah. think the people, not disputing, but I it's think definitely not great. Younger than us will be a lot more nostalgic for it. As for example, like I didn't understand how bad the prequels were as a kid because I really liked them. It was more Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. And then I became a teenager and went to college and was like, these movies are shit. Mm-hmm. And then I got older and I sat through The Rise of Skywalker and went, huh, well, they're still bad, but they're not that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, don't, I, I'm in a weird place with them. Yeah, I, I just... I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't really know what it is exactly about the way I feel about, you know, all of it, but like, like the, this new trilogy, I could look past things a little bit more because I think I was entertained overall by them. Whereas that prequels, I just was bored half the time watching them. Like, I just didn't care about what was going on, to be honest. Like I actually cared about the newer ones. Like what was actually You don't want to see a courtroom a Senate drama and a trade dispute play out. For I do eight hours. Well, I do. I'll be uh, like, it doesn't like, see don't get me wrong. Exist? Don't get they me should wrong. Do, though. No joke. They should do a C-SPAN like parody of just like the Republic, like arguing, yeah. but just, but literally just do it the whole, like do it for a really long time. I'm just talking about stuff. Have nothing <laughs> happen. I would, I, I would watch like three seasons of that. Just bring the just bring ET in, right? There, ET was in the prequels, right? ET yeah. e. has a split second cameo in the Phantom Menace. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is here? Here's the thing. I feel like the prequels, as bad as they are, there was at least an overarching story that George Lucas was trying to tell and yeah. planned out beforehand. The sequel trilogy, they let every person make up yep. their own mind on what to do. So J.J. Abrams creates the mystery box. And we all know he's notorious for leaving shows the second he does the pilot. He just keeps that creator and EP credit. He never does anything else with it. Great start. Always a great start. Yeah, so Force Awakens. Not a great seventh movie in a series, but it's a great beginning of a trilogy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I still yeah. think the Force Awakens is You have The Last Jedi, the most devi- probably the most divisive blockbuster of the last 20 years, easily. 
which I personally love. It's exactly what I want from Star Wars. I liked it mm-hmm. a lot. So, like, yeah. you either love it or you hate it. There's really no in-between. And then you have The Rise of Skywalker, which had so many problems behind the scenes. You have Carrie Fisher passing away before mm-hmm. it comes out. You have the original director and writing team getting fired. And then we decide that the solution is to let J.J. Abrams have unprecedented control over a Star Wars movie and bring in the writer of Batman versus Superman to help him. That's what we decided the solution was collectively. I feel like... I feel oh, like, and bring Emperor Palpatine back again. I feel like The Rise of Skywalker, regardless of what you think about it, should have probably been like two movies. Oh, easily. It easily should have. If they had extended that into a 9 and 10, like if they had come out and been like, hey guys, we have too much story, we were too ambitious, we gotta do an episode 10. Mm-hmm. I would have been annoyed, but I could have lived with it. I would have just been like, oh, they want more money. This is Star Wars. Of course you do. I just, that movie barely cracked a billion dollars, and that shocks me. Can you imagine if that doesn't come out, though, in December 2019, and when COVID starts shutting things down in February, if that movie's not out? That's, like, the greatest what-if. Like, we're all all just sitting here for, like, the last year wondering what this movie is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then imagine that being what you get after all that time. (laughs) I. I don't know. I, as somebody who's not super attached to Star Wars, I had a good time with everything as Disney has put out so far. Yes, and I do think like, there. You know, like I'm a try, fan try of Star Wars, the but I'm the fan. No, like I mean, The Rise of Skywalker. I, I have no clue what happened in that movie, but it was still fun. To this day, it's the only Star Wars movie I've only ever seen one time, and that was in the theaters. To this day, I watched it. It's a very weird feeling for me. We watched it's the it only o- one I don't own. We watched it over three days on Disney Plus while my kid was napping. I've never, seen, I've never seen a crowd so angry at a movie when I've gone to leave hmm. as I did with the Rise of Skywalker. Over I have. There. I saw a very angry crowd when I left the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, I just thought, oh my god, I had to, that thing's 20 years old. There yeah. was a guy... Mark that, Wahlberg. When the, when, the, when the credits started rolling, the screen changed and everything, there was a guy that, like, looked... Like, I just turned to my to my right, and there was a guy there, and he, like, happened to turn to his left, and he said... He just looks me... And I'm, I don't know how old I was. I wasn't that old. But he was like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) I I still Uh, remember seeing the OG Avengers movie when it came out. And I I had tickets to see it at midnight. This back when they still did midnight releases, not 7 p.m. releases. I had tickets to see it in IMAX. And the job I had at the time was at a sports arena. And they wouldn't let me leave to go to the movies, even though I had tickets because it was a playoff game for the Mavs. So I finished, finished all my cleaning, did all my paperwork, booked it to the theater, and they wouldn't let me in because it was like 15 minutes after it started. So I went home, turned off my phone because I just knew I was going to get calls and texts at 3 o'clock in the morning. Went back to the same theater at 7 a.m. to see it at the very first showing. And at the end of it, when Thanos appears, the lady behind me very loudly goes, who the fuck is that? And I had to stand up because the theater like has no idea what's going on and give an information session to a group of people who have no idea why Grimace is in space, <laughs> explaining to them who Thanos is and what we're about to see over the next five to ten years. You know what's funny? I, I'm going to pause you for a moment because 
right now there's a conversation that's still happening from one of the people in that audience. And they're like, and this motherfucker just stands up and just starts explaining the whole history like somebody asked him. <laughs> that's a story that gets passed around about you that you're unaware of. Yes. You know what? I'm okay with that because for you so many of the post credit scenes in Phase 2, I had to do that. And then people started learning what Google was. And I didn't have to do it anymore. It was fantastic. I only had to explain it. You should it like, be proud of that. I am proud of that. I yeah, live I, on somebody's there's subconscious. A, there's a y- Yamada Zero in the chat says, I, I hope you explain to them that he was a character who did nothing wrong. <laughs> Listen, back in 2012, we didn't know what Thanos' goals were, okay? But he did try to wipe out life on Earth and subjugate everybody to slavery. So Tur- turns out. That that still is happening. It's just not a magical thing. It's COVID. So. <laughs> but um, what? still wins. One, uh, also, one my, that's why Captain America is so depressed when they go into the future in Endgame. So hold on, I'm going to ask a question because we just watched Civil War uh, recently. Again, my five year old is like really getting into like Marvel now, like to the point that he's like under he's like following the stories. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Every time I watch Civil War and I realize that there's a mistake at the very end, but like, does anybody else like kind of side with Tony Stark in that movie? Like, thank I, you. I feel like I'm like, like so you guys should just listen to him a little bit. Like from day one, team Tony, baby, team Iron Man. Yeah. Even when yeah, I rewatched like... it, I thought that in the theater, I rewatched it and I was like, I still kind of feel like Iron Man was right most of the time. Hashtag Tony Stark did nothing wrong. Because here's the thing. How would you react if you found out? Because like, put aside the fact that Captain America thinks he's doing the right thing. It's literally only because it's Bucky Barnes. That's Correct. the reasoning they give in the movie. Not like in the comic. In the comic, Captain America is arguably right. Okay. In this, though, he's literally willing to do this for Bucky Barnes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, Bucky is still brainwashed, too. Yep. It, it is just, it is such a bizarre thing. It's terrible. And let's be honest, before 2006, when Civil War was published, nobody gave a flying fuck about Captain America or Iron Man. Nobody. They yeah. were not Dude, cool when I was I didn't even know up. who Iron Man was when that movie came out. Iron Man was a C-list at best character. I liked Iron Man. Well, it's because Marvel got rid of all their best characters. Like Marvel could, they sold them off to save the company. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only character I played in Marvel versus Street Fighter was was Iron Man. (laughs) Anytime Iron Man was in a game, he was always my go-to character. He is to this day still the only character. In the Marvel universe, that I really, really care about. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just nutty. Like they they took and they made like the most successful movie franchise of all time, not called Star Wars, and did it with a whole bunch of C and D list characters. Like the Hulk was the most known care most well known character of the OG six Avengers. Mm-hmm. The Hulk, and that was because of the horrible Eric Bana movie. Mm-hmm. That, and Eric the fact that Bana? he's just the Hulk. Eric Bana. In yeah, 2003 Hulk. Was the Hulk. It, no, I, I know, but Hulk. isn't it Bana? Eric Bana? Bana, Bana. I've heard it pronounced both uh, ways. Banana, mm. Fana, Fofana. Mm. <laughs> Corey, what's our question from Greg? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have an immediate answer for this question. It is the only yeah, I'm getting us too. back on track. All right, guys. So, before I get us more off track. As everybody knows, we always answer a question from our 
Our food guru, you would call him, Greg Osterman III, he says, hello, Arsenal X panel. It's me again, your boy, Greg. What is the best appetizer? Simple as that. Hmm. Joe, you said you had an answer. Yeah. Please, please. Cheese sticks, enlighten me. Cheese sticks? Cheese sticks. What? Mozzarella cheese sticks, man. That That is a classic appetizer. Classic, Thank but you. the best? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Listen, you, you I would argue that Southwestern spring rolls are the best. No. Mm. I, and I mean, like, <laughs> or, I, or a good cheese crispy bloomin' are always good, but a a a good oh, a good crispy uh, bloomin' onion. Yeah, I, that's that's what I would go with. Hmm. It's got it's got to be from uh, Texas Roadhouse, though. Oh, it can't no, it's be gonna, from that. It's, it's, it's gotta, gotta, it can't be from that no, shitty Outback place. No, it's got to be from Outback. No, Outback yes, is garbage. I, I think Texas Roadhouse is best, garbage. Like, I can't go to Eaton Park and be like, can you get me a Bloomin' Onion from Texas Roadhouse? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to Eaton the... Park? What is this, 1997? Because it's like right by my house. You get those big Dude, smiley faces. I've got two. I've got two here. Bloomin' Onion is so much better, especially the sauce you dip it in. Right. Joe, for you get you for, getting for those, one... you getting those uh, big, big smiley face cookies? No, they're fucking hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, uh, my uh, my my one C, my one A that I'm going with is Team Joe. I'm go- I'm going mozzarella sticks. Okay, get that with like the right amount of marinara sauce. Mm, you can't beat it. Hmm. But Wisconsin, the I don't other, need mine with the, the other appetizer that I love, <laughs> however, and it has to be from the right place. Like it's got it's got to be at a fresh seafood joint like on the coast. It can't we can't get it in Texas. It's so bad. Give me some fried calamari. Hmm. If that is cooked directly, that is fucking hmm. delicious. That's too fancy for me. It's not fancy. It's like five bucks, Corey. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I gotta so tell you. Glass. I gotta tell you. I'm gonna go with Joe on that on this one with the cheese sticks between those two. Hmm. Cheese sticks, but with ranch dressing, not not marinara. Oh yeah. God, so, what's wrong with you? I don't. I don't like. Look, ranch is gross. I don't, god. I don't, I don't, oh like, my god, I don't Gosh, like you. Don't you have not had good ranch dressing then? And I feel no, weird. I haven't. It's Dude, all gross. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I don't do anything like Italian food really. I don't, I can't do it. I don't like Italian food. Oh god, okay, are you happy, god, are you just, happy Greg? Are you happy? Guys, this is our Xbox podcast. <laughs> No, we're still talking we're about not. food here. You know no, what else is good, we're, though? We're leaving. Corey doesn't like Italian food. We have to end the question now. You know what else is good, though? Fri- <laughs> I, I like a good fried pickle, and I like a good fried green bean. Jesus fuck, what is wrong with you? Fried green bean? Corey, have you never had fried this... green beans? No. Uh, oh, they're so good. Corey, they're... I want to live past 35. Well, <laughs> have, uh... So do I. I only got a year, though. Like breading so on it? Yeah, it's breaded. Or is it battered? It's vegetables, it's, though. It's it's, it's breaded. I, could, I don't think those are vegetables, Jesse. <laughs> I don't think those count as but Those are like, those are cholesterol fingers, okay? I also, I also like a good quesadilla. Like an app okay, quesadilla. quesadillas are fine. It's an appetizer. No, I have a deep dish pizza. It's my appetizer. <laughs> right? 
Like, Corey's just, like, inching his way into entrees in an effort to save the topic. Yeah, yeah I'll have I'll have some, uh, what, are the, what are those, uh, the small burgers? The sliders. sliders. Mm. Yeah, sliders. I assume we're eating at a buffet, right? I'll just have a steak. <laughs> I'll have a yeah. I'll have a funny face. I do I do agree with you though. I do like a good mozzarella stick or uh or cheese curds. When the cheese, cheese curds, curds are good too. Mm-hmm. Cheese balls? Do you ever have cheese balls? Uh no, those the uh they're, they're cheese curds, but they're they're uh, made more the same healthy. shape. They're okay. uniform. Oh, okay. Okay. A little bit more processed. Processed yeah. cheddar. <sighs> no one of... said jalapeno popple. I'm not. I'm yeah, not those, into jalapenos. Those are good, poppers. but I. No. I like those though only if the the jalapenos are diced up in in, yeah. in the cream <laughs> cheese. To have the the jalapenos. Yeah. Slide out just of the if we go to now, if we go to the dine-in. If we go to the dine-in movie theater in town, then I like to get the soft. I like to get the soft pretzel bites. Yeah, soft pretzel bites are good. It's fancy. All right, guys, speaking of processed foods, this is the Arsenal X podcast, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games, where each and every Sunday night live on twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Games Live, we discuss the world of Xbox with our friends from around the internet. If you can't join us live, you can head on over to youtube.com slash Boss Rush Games and podcast services every Tuesday to check out the show. Leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Rate and subscribe to Arsenal X wherever you're listening. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube page. Follow us on Twitch. All that stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Arsenal X Podcast. Uh, it really helps. You can catch the uh, catch the Boss Rush Games family of shows on BossRushGames.com. Uh, we just want to jump into the news. Uh, because if go I feel like up. I feel like just if do we it. don't do it, it's just look. This show's never going to end <laughs> if we don't just do it. So. Uh, <laughs> Major major news coming out this week. We Josh and I talked about twenty five ish minutes earlier this week on our, on YouTube. You can go to Boss Rush Reacts and check it out. We talked about uh, Lucasfilm Games being reformed, and uh, we're getting a uh, Machine Games developed Indiana Jones game and a Ubisoft open world Star Wars game, which means no more exclusive EA <laughs> Star Wars guys. Uh, Finally, yeah. So let's go. Let's go this way first. Uh, Ubisoft's open world Star Wars game, uh, pretty big deal because we are not uh, getting exclusive games from EA anymore. But also, Massive, which uh, is the developer of the Division, is handling it. How do we feel about that? I feel fine. I'm I'm gonna let Jesse and Joe talk about this since Corey and I already did some impressions and. <laughs> I'll chime in at the end. I, I'm, I'm having a really hard time with like knowing how I feel about this yet. Like, I, there's so many different ways, right, that it could they could go with it, and and I until I really have an understanding or an idea of exactly what that means, if it means they're going to like try to do like the, the Marvel, you know, Avengers game type thing, or, or if it's going to be like actual, like more like a, a witcher or something where it's just very, you know, very, very deep in, in lore and, you know, like not just throwing stuff mechanics in there just for the sake of trying to make it a game. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I feel Avengers does, like in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's really hard for me to to either be excited or, you know, like honestly, I'm more excited about the other thing we're gonna talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion, I mean, but that's it's... just because I don't know much of what 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 it's exactly going to be. And I mean, you do you had... do though, right? Like, I mean, it's a Ubisoft open world game, <clears throat> so you know it's going to be that, and it's massive, mm-hmm. so it's probably going to be. I mean, I feel like it's going to be the division, but Star Wars, which makes yeah. makes that game infinitely more interesting than the division. Yeah, but... yeah. I think that the least interesting part about the division, or let me roll back a little bit further and say that. The Division is a fun game. I played both the Division 1 and the Division 2. Basically played through until I captured all the points, got mm-hmm. to the end game, did like one or two runs at like those things, and then was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Yep. And the reason why is because essentially it is like a game that revolves heavily around loot in which that there is no interesting loot. It's based, mm-hmm. it's grounded too much in reality, I think, to have fun. Even yeah. when they start to have fun with it, it's just, it's it's a lot of the same stuff. It's very mm-hmm. repetitive uh, yeah. in its creative endeavors. Not necessarily like the gameplay mechanics of the division are very solid. I like the world that they like that you live in, like the kind of like dirty world, which lends itself very well to star Wars. So I feel mm-hmm. like just making it, if you were to literally just say, we're going to make a division game, but it's going to have a star Wars skin on everything that solves like one of the two major problems with the division mm-hmm. um, instantly. And then you have all the other lore and stuff that you can incorporate into it. If that game were to be like my ideal version of it would be like, it, it's De- like, cause destiny. we were just talking. I, no, destiny, I would, but in star Wars world. <laughs> no, no, I, I actually think that the better star Wars game is a third person game than it yeah. would be a first person game. So I like the third person aspect. I would love, to have like a, a, like a bounty hunter centric game where you go and you collect bounties, you have to go and capture them. You can do like the whole like dead or alive thing, depending on what you get. Uh, you, you take more challenging bosses down that leads into other stuff. I like the dark gritty. What was that? Uh, what was the canceled start? Was it? It was like 13, 13, 13, 13. Yeah. I want, yeah more of that feeling in an open world game if i have an open world game i want it to be mostly like at night type of game or at least a day night cycle that i can experience both equally but i so i think it's a good pairing if that's what they if that's real the route they're going yeah. i uh <clears throat> i talked about this with Corey and joe I'm, I'm on the exact same page as you that's what i said like i enjoyed the division one and two but there wasn't a narrative there to keep me engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the the recent events that we talked about on this show and on the whole network, um, I think the Division series is dead, frankly. If it's not, it should be after this. Um, yeah. It's just hit a little too close to home. This is the perfect kind of game, I think, for Massive, though. If they can get the right writing team, um, mm-hmm. which I suspect, I feel like I know someone who may be working on it, Um one of the writers of some of the novels in the universe uh, has alluded to she's working on a multimedia project that does not invi- involve writing a book or a comic, uh, which leaves only two things, which is a TV series or this. Um, I think the question is, where do you set it at in the timeline? Because 
I, I think this is a game like I don't think you're gonna have Jedi running around as playable characters in this. Um, if you do, you got to find a way to balance that, or like let everybody make their own class, you know. Uh, but I really do feel like this is gonna be like a bounty hunter smuggler style game, which would kind mm-hmm. of be a fusion of thirteen thirteen and Amy Henning's canceled single player game with Visceral. Um, I think it's got to be a marriage of those ideas because we know Disney was really upset about that game getting canceled. Um, mm-hmm about all these single-player story-driven games getting canceled, like, they they want to grow the larger universe. I think the most important thing you do is, though, you do not set it in the original trilogy. The closest to the original trilogy you can get with this is, I'm going to say, the Mandalorian's time frame. Like, I speculate about this yeah. with Corey. I think it would be really cool to have Din Djarin show up as, like, an AI ally for a mission or two. Like, maybe, like towards the peak of the game like he shows up to help or he's an end game quest giver he narrates a raid for you something like that i think would be really cool use him fuck bring in carl weathers like come on what else is he doing right now other than the mandalorian you know like get get some of this talent that you have in this universe but more importantly i would love for this to be set like two three hundred years before the phantom menace like out in the unknown regions or something or out in the outer rim like give me that gritty star wars are we going to go to different planets like massive has said this is going to be unlike anything we've done before well we know ubisoft they've said that before and they still keep coming back to the same core gameplay what if they did it about the like whole like kind of more earlier of the mandalorian like you know like the storylines but, like, you know, like, completely leave the whole saga of what the first Star Wars movies were were doing. Like, because, I mean, ultimately the whole Mandalorian stuff was all happening on its own accord. Like, it had nothing to do, really, with, you know, like, the the main story. Like, you know, like, actually learn more about, you know, how how there was that faction you know, that had the whole, this is the way, and, you know, we're much more of, like, a religious thing than uh, than some of the other ones, and, you know, like, kind of dive into a lot of that stuff. The, the one thing that I would say is, and the reason why I want it to be more of a bounty hunter game, or more based around that, is I want to create yep. my own fucking character. Yep. Mm-hmm. let me create yeah. my character mm-hmm. let me decide like let me get armor let me decide what that mm-hmm. looks like let me do let me live in like that galaxy far let far me pick away. from one of like 15 different alien races or something you already got yeah. models for them let yeah, me be like, a Wookiee bounty hunter that was like one of the most disappointing things about battlefront is they had so many characters to choose from but none of them were the one I wanted yeah let me pick like, yeah, I, I think you have to do that. Like there, there is a demand for it. And one of the things I saw getting pointed out was that EA basically never had a desire to make that like cooperative online experience. And no, the old Republic does not count. That absolutely does not count whatsoever. Like EA, since yeah. they acquired the Star Wars license, has done nothing on that front. Battlefront and Battlefront 2 is about the extent of, oh, and excuse me, Squadrons is about what you got. Like, I want a game where I hang out with three or four friends and we're roaming the galaxy as a as a guild. As imagine establishing your own bounty hunters guild. Like yeah. that's the kind of stuff I want to see. But I want it, it. I want it far enough removed to where I'm not getting characters from the movies and from the shows popping up every ten minutes. Like I, Knights of the Old Republic did a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like part of the charm of the old Star Wars games is 
doing them set aside from the narratives of the games. Like you'd have somebody who, or, or excuse me, from the narrative of the movies, you'd have somebody who showed up for like five minutes. Like in Bounty Hunter in the Django Fett game, Count Dooku was ultimately the guy at the very end of the game that was re- he was recruiting you to be the template for the clone army. Other than that, completely unconnected because it takes place around the time of the Battle of Naboo, ten years before the clone army is real. Like you had things like that, like the Clone Wars game, completely separate. Like it's a narrative in between movies. Do things like that, like not specifically like that because those are really bad examples. But give me something that doesn't have to tie into a movie or a show or a comic series like just give me something that stands on its own man i don't want darth vader in this game i don't want luke skywalker i don't want fucking kylo ren i want nobody who's been in these movies i don't i don't want yoda showing up because he's a billion years old Mm -hmm. you know those things should be untouchable to whoever your character is like the people in that Star Wars world, like the Jedi, are always like this myth thing. It's like, it's like, because there's yep. only a handful of them when you think about how big the galaxy is, where you're traveling from planet to planet that has like supports life. Like, it's mm-hmm. big, it's vast. Yeah. Make it feel that way. Give, give uh, me, if you're going to do this game, like, not to cut you off, Joe, like, give, I want to see when the Jedi were in their heyday, though. That's part of what this whole Old Republic initiative, that, or New or High Republic, whatever it's called, they're doing that's set 200 years before the movies is doing, is this is before the Jedi were decimated. This is when they were, like, numbered in, like, hundreds of thousands or millions. Like, they are roaming the galaxy, patrolling it. Like, give me that. Show me a Jedi mm-hmm. who's corrupted, who's like falling to the dark side, and we have to like we have to pull him out of it or something, or we have to fight him. Like we have to fight Correct. a fallen Jedi. How fucking cool would that be? And all you got is your guns and your gadgets. Or hell what if yeah! You, what if you are a bounty hunter and you have to fight a good Jedi? Like I'd be okay with it. Blur and, the lines. Yeah. 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 That's the that's the thing is like you know like I've said before. Ultimately, Rogue One is one of my favorite of the movie, like my favorite movie personally. And like, I liked that it took something that we, we knew characters in it, but we really didn't know what they had to go through in order to get to the point of what happened. And like, that's definitely what I want a game to do is take some, take something that we don't know a whole lot about unless we read every single bit of, you know, like comic or book or whatever that exists and just really show us why we should care about some of these things that happen that that the original movies don't really show us a whole lot about, you know, or shows or whatever, you know, like they can base it around things that we have, but they don't have to let that that you know property make the game they can they can take what we you know slightly know a little bit about and and you know like actually let us live that stuff you know like that 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 for me is is i think you know like why i liked you know i mean there was it is what it is but i liked the unleashed games and stuff like that the you know the force unleashed and and like those kind of things where you kind of just got to make your own character or whatever and you know kind of do your thing but but yeah but what are they going to put on the box <laughs> sorry 
Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Star just Wars. Put, like the old, like the old NES cartridge boxes, where it just says, it, you know, basically it was just a cover. And it'll I sell. Mean, the, yeah, the fact that it's a non-EA game, it's already gonna sell bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah people yeah. are already from the makers of the division. From the studio that brought you to Division Two, like people will mm-hmm. buy it. Yeah, just yeah. you know, don't lean too hard into the Division part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I think if they again, if they just do a good balance of like what people would expect from someone that's made the Division, and then you put a Star Wars theme aside of it, that's that's something to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as I mean, I just I just want a good good star wars game like obviously we all kind of like the loot game right like i mean destiny three of us play destiny pretty Mm -hmm. regularly like the division was okay you know i like Mm -hmm. the assassin's creed games for what they are like i I don't mind the loot game just make it fun make it cool make it feel good uh like if i could play any type like a bounty hunt like josh said like a bounty hunting game or Mm -hmm. just roam the galaxy with friends and and feel like we're part of a team trying to take down this big thing like that like that'd be cool um yep but uh the other big game that was announced this past week was uh machine games indiana jones game uh machine games is pretty good at making games about killing nazis so uh i guess i guess that's (laughs) (laughs) that's that's their specialty yeah that's 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 (laughs) coming next in glorious bastards the rpg hey i'd play it hey man I would too. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. even joking. I, I'd buy that day one. Killing Nazis, they, dude. They no, do it like do it like the new Yakuza, like a dragon game where it's where you play it like a, a like JRPG a base. Yeah, where you, you like I want to hit him with the baseball bat and then yeah. you click on it. Um, to me, this is to me this is a little bit more, uh, like maybe we don't know exactly what it's going to be than the Ubisoft open world game i would agree right i mean yeah. i mean we can assume it's going to be a somewhat linear game right we can assume we're yep. clearly playing as indiana jones and probably dealing with some nazis and some uh you know religious I, magic i expect there to be a fair amount of exploration in this game though like as much yeah. as it's going to be kind of linear i expect this to be more open world than machine games as past games maybe like take what you did in young blood and but like amp that up by like three or four times mm-hmm. like a much yeah. better world because i think that was a really good example of how to do a linear game in an open world well what i was thinking what i was thinking was more like uh uh uncharted lost legacy with those kind of larger open segments that you can yeah. kind of you know uh i want to be able to go back through these areas because i mean we all know like indie tends to stay not necessarily in one area but like the movies will take like a giant chunk of it will be in like one area mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. raiders isn't like in cairo mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. like and we know this is going to be completely different from any other indie story that we've gotten before so we're mm-hmm. probably not going to egypt mm-hmm. you know we're not, not going to find the fucking holy grail like i don't know what you i don't know what you do with this like God, you get harrison ford to come voice indiana jones again like so there's so many cool things that can happen here do you guys remember the indiana jones game that was on the original xbox yeah yes. Corey and i were talking about that on uh on thursday i actually yeah. just bought it because i think i'm gonna try to play through it or stream it or something because that is seems... it backwards compatible yes i just bought it i just got it on the digital storefront for oh, 10 nice. bucks so 
that game is actually pretty great from what I remember. But the real key part of it is that they had Indiana Jones or Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford's um, voice like double. The guy that like does all of his redubs mm-hmm. do the voice in this thing. So it was like it was a little uncanny valley, but it was pretty close. I mean, it's a guy that studies how to do that voice. Mm-hmm. But my con- my concern is what you just said is that given the fact that technology has come so far and like you're not going to have that blur of like 480i resolution mm-hmm. or 720e like low res graphics to like mask a lot of these mistakes that like if you are it can't be like the Avengers game where it's just like oh it kind of looks like the guy that I know yeah, he kind of sounds like him, but not really. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're gonna just map his face over. Yeah, because there's no way, and I mean, he at this at his age, he shouldn't like consent to doing all the mocap for it. Yeah, uh, sure. But I'd be very surprised if they didn't, you know, pull Mark Hamill with them, map his face over. Yeah, um, you know, and, get one of these professional CGI doubles or something. You mean like then... uh, Industrial Light and Magic, or uh, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, like, um, for for an actor. Yeah, like, no. You yeah, go yeah. Get, you'll go get one of these guys who's a pro who's, like, a stand-in for, like, action scenes and games or something, you know? Mm-hmm. For a generic bad guy number four getting thrown off the building, but have him be Indiana Jones instead. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot of avenues you can go with that, but obviously, like, we're going to... We're going to find out what they're doing as it goes along. Like, Corey and I both think this is coming out probably next summer in 2022 to coincide with number f- with uh, movie number five, mm-hmm. assuming that doesn't get pushed back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, Bethesda doesn't like to announce projects before they're, like, imminent. Like, we got Skyrim announced a year before it came out. We got Fallout 4 six months before, if you don't count the leaks. Fallout 76 six months before. Dishonored a few months before. Wolfenstein's, etc. Like, yeah, but so I don't think this was, this wasn't right so much a Bethesda announcement as it was a Lucasfilm's game announcement. Right, but at the same time, Bethesda also has to give the approval. Like, yeah, we're re- we're ready for you guys to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like as the studio making it and like revealing Todd Howard's involvement and whatnot, knowing that the sale is coming up, like this had to have been planned a long time mm-hmm. ago. They mm-hmm. can't do anything that'll alter their stock price. So shareholders likely knew about this and were sworn to secrecy. Like, at least like they're, they're big stakeholders. That is not like the guy who owns three shares of stock or something. You, you leave me out of this. <laughs> <laughs> the guys who owe like, I, like, I don't know, like a, a sizable stake, like a couple percentage points or something or more. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no way that Microsoft didn't like, I mean, obviously they knew about this when they were trying to make the deal. And I do think them finding out about this probably made them go. Yep. Yep. That's it. We will pay whatever you guys want. Like, that, so, honestly, having that license probably drove the price up a little bit, too. I'm, sh- I'm sure it did. Now, what kind of game do we th- do? We, do we just kind of assume this is going to be some sort of like Uncharted style third person action exploration shooty shooty bang bang game? It's a mistake if it's not. I think it has to be. Yeah. 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 I think I think like I think, you know, when when Microsoft was, you know, thinking of picking them up. Or, you know, in the process of picking them up. And if you, you do, do see this, and let's say they do pull pull it off, and this is an amazing, like, very well, 
you know, comp is a comp competitive game for the Uncharted series. Now that's something under their belt that they can like use for Microsoft, you know, moving forward where it could be, uh, you know, like they could like have their exclusive kind of uh, competitor for a, an Uncharted type of game or, you know, like they don't, I don't think they really have any anything set up to do any more Tomb Raider games that would be exclusive to Xbox first or anything. So, you know, like I, like I think, I think the, you know, like we're going to see more and more stuff of them trying to come up with games that, that will hit those certain kinds of, uh, of, you know, fan base. And so they got to like start doing you, it now. <laughs> I, I like that. You said that this is something that Microsoft can use going forward because last week when we all talked about what is Xbox missing in terms of a genre, we unanimously agreed. It's a dynamic single player story driven game, mm-hmm. preferably third person. Cause we've got the, yeah. we've got those as you know, like years of war and halo and yeah. stuff, but obviously that doesn't appeal to the, like, that's more Everybody. of a shooter. This yeah, is something that's like, more. Uh, how many of us grew up on Indiana Jones? You know? Yeah, like, all of us. That is something that appeals to Game <laughs> of Thrones. Like, Indiana Jones is a timeless American classic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's something yeah. that, like, it's the direct inspiration for Uncharted and for the Tomb Raider games. Like, mm-hmm. I, I cringed so hard when I saw somebody, somebody posted an opinion piece and was like, is this game just going to rip off Uncharted? And I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, how yeah, is this, how is this game? <laughs> like, get, like get, get the fuck out of here. Like, th- yeah. no, th- this was the OG. Like, and I'm Indiana mm-hmm. Jones is cooler than Nathan Drake will ever be. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. It's, but I think the exclusivity talk is, it's a talk that's going to have to happen sooner rather than later, because when they announced it, they just said coming soon. They didn't announce what platforms it's for. Mm-hmm. So to me, it, to me, it's like Mike, they can't announce anything until this deal falls through. No, they can't like le- legally, yeah. you can't. legally, you can't. And that's why I'm a little bit surprised that we got this now and not like, I get that it's part of the whole Lucasfilm games thing. I'm a little surprised this wasn't held until like June. Mm-hmm. We expect the sale to go through sometime in like mid to late March, probably mm-hmm. like sometime in Q2. And like, I've got March or April pegged personally, like it'll be before E3 for sure. Mm-hmm. But at E3, I assume is when we're going to start learning a lot of the details of this agreement of this purchase. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why, you know, the wording is so key when you look at past things they've announced, like Starfield mm-hmm. coming to next gen and PC. What the fuck mm-hmm. does next gen mean? Does that mean you know, Xbox and PS5? Does that mean just Xbox? Like they never formally announced it, so they have a loophole. Like, is it going to be the same thing with Indiana Jones? And I keep seeing the argument online of, well, it can't be exclusive. Disney would never allow that to be exclusive. Let me tell you something. Money talks. Spider Man exists. Yeah. yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts for the longest time. Well, and I mean, like, I, I think they're talking like in, in terms of like how IPs are managed now. Like, we're we are on the cusp of a golden age, a resurgence of licensed games. I think between mm-hmm. the Indiana Jones game, Jedi Fallen Order, you know, Massive's game that's coming. IO Interactive is making uh, is making a fucking James Bond game, like, which is exciting. Miles Morales <laughs> exists. Spider Man yeah. exists. Like. We're all, we're we're living in this amazing resurgence. Now we have the technology; we can make these games we always imagined and envisioned. And I hate seeing the argument of, "Well, you know, you don't want to close people off. You don't want to close off consumers." Ultimate Alliance Three was exclusive to the Switch. To the Switch, 
Yeah. Okay. And it didn't sell. Spider-Man and Miles Morales are both exclusive. There was exclusive content for Avengers. Like, money talks, guys. And yeah. we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, like I just said, like, was that part of the reason it cost $7.5 billion? It cost yeah. two Star Warses to buy Bethesda. Like, yeah. is that part of the reason the deal was driven up? If I'm a businessman seeing that a company is being sold that is making a licensed game for me that's unannounced, I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa. We want to we wanna guarantee here or we want to work this into the contract that if you're going to put it on your exclusive service and your console, we want to pay out now. Like, mm-hmm. we, wanna, we want partial yeah. payout. Also, we want to guarantee this is profitable. There's the argument that can be made that let's say that this is an exclusive game. If you want to play this game, you could buy, in theory, Game Pass, and, mm-hmm. and by that time, you might be able to play it on your TV. Yeah. Oh, or, this, you know, yeah, because I mean, it's it's coming this year: TV, PCs, tablets, etc. So, like, if this is yeah. part of the X Cloud family, mm-hmm. which it could be. Yeah. Like, there's no reason you might be able to play it on your phone. Like it, it's. I would say that there's an argument to be made that you could spend less on this game than if it came out on PlayStation five and you bought it for $60. There is no, there, there's absolutely a legit argument to be made. Do I think that this is exclusive? I'm going to go in the camp of no, at least, no. The, at least the first one. I personally don't think it is. Cause I think Microsoft sees they, they have two, two things to look at here. One. Yes. We could have that amazing single player experience that people so desperately want coming from machine games, coming from us, giving a dynamic exploration story and whatnot akin to Uncharted or Tomb Raider. On the other hand, this is a golden opportunity to make a shitload of money back on that purchase price. Mm-hmm. And if we do this as a gesture of goodwill, maybe we don't give up Starfield. Maybe we don't put Elder Scrolls or the next Wolfenstein or something like that on another platform because we've already extended that olive range and said, see, it can still come to you. It just may not come day one. Yeah, and, I think a year exclusivity. Right, and... But- Things are so weird with a licensed property, though. Like, if it comes, it's coming day one. If yeah. it goes to PlayStation, it'll be there day one. They're not going to be able to hold a licensed property. Mm-hmm. But think about this, though. You also are now getting a paycheck to have a studio that you own now develop one of these games that there's no saying that they wouldn't just then take all the stuff that they've learned and make another great first-person experience that is exclusive right. after this. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that that's the thing is, like, okay, you know, if it was in development beforehand and this has been announced before the sale is complete, we're kind of in a gray area. If they come out on stage in June and say, hey, this is still going to come to PlayStation, cool, nothing long, no skin off my back, I've got an right. Xbox, I'll have a PlayStation by then. If they come out and say, hey, this is Xbox only, I'm like, fuck yeah, there we go. Like, th- either way, this is coming to Game Pass. So... Yeah. Like, okay, fine. Like, I still think Wolfenstein 3, and we'll address this later, Wolfenstein 3 is coming this year. And then you got Indy probably next year. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's their next two projects. Maybe they make a sequel to Indy down the line. Who knows? Or they take a gorilla approach and say, okay, we're done making first slash third person experiences. Let's do something completely new. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this is. I think Joe is on to something. Like this is setting them up in terms of storytelling because they've done great storytelling with the Wolfenstein revival. This is setting mm-hmm. them up for that next step. Yep. This is this is a licensed IP. They've got to make a game that exists in this universe that can't ignore the movies. It can't ignore what's yeah. happened. 
And I think that's really, really good learning for their core storytelling team. And especially you've got Todd Howard there like, okay, who's to say that he's not going to learn a few things working on a completely different style game than he's made before. It's not an RPG of any kind. Who's to say he can't take those lessons that he learns from overseeing this project and taking them back to Zenimax and to Bethesda, respectively? Mm-hmm. And with the you know with them being under Microsoft's wing, you know, like they there's also a very good possibility that we have you know people coming from some of the other the other studios, you know, helping them with certain things, you know, not, not necessarily building the game or anything for them, but, you know, like, I mean, it's nice when you have a network of people you can talk to about things or get ideas from, or, you know, like, I just, I, I just think that moving forward, like we're already seeing some kind, you know, some cool kind of, things with with some of these people in one studio interacting with some from the other that that are with Microsoft and and it's I feel like it's been better for that you know in some ways so I I don't know like I yeah that's the thing is like like you said I mean going from doing kill zone to you know going to doing horizon zero dawn I mean that that was a big change in it, and it pulled it. They pulled it off like really well. So, I I honestly think that sometimes we don't give you know some of these devs credit. Like I think that a lot of them can do way more than what we see. It's just sometimes you know like once you get you do something well and and it, and it's doing well for you, you know like you kind of stick with it. You know that's just how it is, but. Every once in a while, we see these these uh, developers kind of step out of their safe zone, and and they bring some really amazing new things out. So, you know, it, I'm I'm you know, like I said earlier, I this thing I was a little bit more excited about, just because like I like when this kind of stuff happens. I like when you get something different that that these good developers are are left with to try to tackle and you know sometimes they can fail and and it it doesn't turn out as well as you'd like but but i i still give them a lot of credit for trying and stepping out of their their safe zone and and just trying to do something different you know instead of just continuously doing what you feel safe doing you know mm-hmm. so. yeah Either way, I'm really excited to see. I'm excited to see this game. Like I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a really big Indiana Jones fan. So the fact that we're yeah. like, to me, he's just, like to me like, Indiana Jones has been like a, a character who's just kind of fallen out of the popularity. Like he was like at late, like at 80s, early 90s kind of pop culture icon that just kind of like, he had three movies, right? Four, well, four movies, I guess. We're getting three him. movies. We're, we're getting a fifth one, right? And like there is like yeah, a, it's crazy how they just went from three to five. It's crazy. I know it's weird. Uh, but like to me, I I just hope I hope this game is really great and like this kind of bolsters his popularity up again because I really think yeah. that Indiana Jones is a great character and those movies are great. Well, yeah. two of them are great. Two of them are okay at best. Two of them are great. One of them is fine, and I mean, we're still waiting on the fourth. So, 
Yeah. I, well, someone I, someone I tweeted at, at me way. and said, I bought the Indiana Jones trilogy, and it was really nice that they gave me a fourth disc to use as a coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so courteous how, how they do that. I mean, hey, the prequel trilogy, they give you two coasters with your <laughs> <laughs> we assume that you're gonna drink. Yeah, or put this in. Yeah. Like I, my last thing I'm gonna say is like I would argue that if you know like, I mean, 007 has always been popular, like you know James Bond and all that. Mm-hmm. But like ultimately, when Goldeneye came out on N64, like even people like me who like did not know anything about 007 or James Bond like was interested in it mm-hmm. and like I could definitely see it being that type of game where if they really pull it off and and it does an amazing job of just you know like bringing that character back to to you know like popularity I could definitely see that happening yeah uh so the the last thing I kind of want to talk about is like how important is it that EA is no longer making exclusive star wars games probably could have talked about this very. after the last one but extremely yeah very now they just got to get the nfl from them too <laughs> yeah you know, for the most part i mean technically we're, we're getting a football game by someone else dude, but i downloaded I want, I want i want it 2k to be able to make them i want you know whoever like i want everything to go back to being competitive so we don't get the same piece of trash every year that hasn't changed you know uh, like i want competition dude i played it's ridiculous i downloaded the 10 hour demo or 10 hour trial of madden 21 through ea play i played five online games i was four and one and i was like because i was like i was really amped for like this is the first time i've been like enthusiastic about playoff football in a long time because like the Browns obviously are Browns, in it. And like yeah. <laughs> as a lifelong Browns fan, this 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 opportunity does not come up very often to be enthusiastic about playoff football. Uh no, so, hopefully they don't leave and go to another state. <laughs> so let's not. But like I, I I played I played Madden and I was like, Man, thank you, EA, for reminding me that I still don't like Madden. How long yeah. does it take to complete a game? Uh, like 45 minutes. It's too long. Yeah. I think them not having the exclusivity is good. I no, no one company, regardless of how much you pay, should ever have an exclusive license to a massive IP like yeah. that. Um, we were all concerned when this was announced back in 2013. We were like, oh, well, they're going to make a new Battlefront. I mean, I was 21. I was 21 at the time. And I was like, all I thought about was, oh, shit, I love Battlefront 2. I still have that for my Xbox. Like, I still play it with my buddies. Like, when people would come over to buy a part, but we'd get drunk and we'd play Battlefront 2 on the 360. It was fantastic. But then you get older. And, like, I remember friends being like, why are you taking them to task? Like, why are you so mad about Battlefront and Battlefront 2? They're like, they're gorgeous games. Like, it's not enough to be gorgeous though in today's day and age if you're an intellectual property like if you're a third party ip you you have to have gameplay you have to have story like that's we hadn't had a good star wars game in 15 years until fallen order came out and don't don't anybody say oh battlefront 2 though no battlefront 2 got good only after we held their feet to the fire 
It took Bob Iger himself calling EA going, what the fuck is happening to fix that game? Yeah. Like, and even reviews then... didn't fix it. Outcry on Reddit and on social media didn't fix it. It took the CEO of Disney calling. So I'm happy that they're going to continue to make games like Fallen Order. I'm thrilled. I guarantee you a Battlefront 3 is coming before this deal is up. And hey, if it's like Battlefront 2 was at the end, but better... I'm all for it. You want to do a full-on sequel to Squadrons? Give me, like, triple the content. Give me a story that's two, three times as long. Go for it. I really like Squadrons for what it was. But you having the exclusive license? Nope. It's done. It's over. I also don't want to see, like, a company like Ubisoft, though, like, sink into, ah, Massive is our Star Wars studio now. Like, no. You you need to go pitch your game like they did for Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't let Respawn just make it. They, Respawn had to pitch it multiple times to the story group to get the approval. And even once they approved it, they took a person from Lucasfilm and inserted them as one of the story directors at Respawn to make sure that that game stayed on track and stayed within like the established canon. They weren't going to make the same mistake they did with Amy Henning's game, with Visceral's game. Like, they weren't leaving EA to decide, ah, this isn't what we want. Lucasfilm was like, no, this is what we want. This is the game our fans want and that we want to deliver. And thank God it did. You know thank what game God. we, you know what the game we need, Josh? Oh, God. What, we need, boy? we need the Rayman team to make an R2D2 platformer because, you know, Jeez. it is canon that he can fly. It is. It is in fact canon. <laughs> I uh, we, we we speculated on Thursday about like some of the teams we'd like to see make games, and I just man, I, I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope that Kotor Three is a thing. That'd be great. I just am. Yeah. Because yeah. I I think and I'm not going to dwell on this too much because we've already gone way too long on this topic. But one of the things I was bringing up with Corey was that's not true. If X Xbox is really trying to get back to being the place for Western RPGs and for like FPS style games. I think having KOTOR in your arsenal is a no brainer. That's also, it's yeah. a unique game. Like they don't have that kind of RPG anymore, mm -hmm. but if they were yeah. to do it, I think you would, you would have to remake, not remaster. You would have to remake one and two because yes. those games yeah. are 15 years old. They play like dog shit now. And they like they have not aged well in the gameplay department. Mm -mm. First, in, in my opinion, I tried playing them and I couldn't. No, no, everything's way. They play better funky. on phones and tablets at this point they than do. they do on. Xbox. They do, and like if you're if you're gonna play it, I urge you to play it on an iPad at this point. But mm -hmm. if you were to remake those, a la Final Fantasy VII remake or mm -hmm. even Resident Evil Two style, mm -hmm. holy hell, you you yeah. have an instant like multi million seller on your hands day one. Like, I would love to see that, and you don't even have to get Bioware involved. Like, you can do it with Obsidian. And I, I say that like Obsidian doesn't already have, like, six projects going on, mm -hmm. but I've thought for a very long time that they have a se that the secret project that they have is something Star Wars related. Even if it's not Knights of the Republic, I want a Star Wars RPG of some kind. It, it can be from them. I don't even want it to be. It doesn't even have to be exclusive. Like I just want it with somebody who understands the franchise and who understands how to make a good RPG. Give it to Larian if you need to. That's seen itself now with Baldur's Gate three and did Divinity. Give give them Star Wars. Holy shit. Yeah. Give it to them. Give it to Spiders. Give it to I don't like. I know we're going back to exclusive, but in Exile, like give it to a smaller team 
that is going to treat it with the care and respect that it deserves. Yeah. Well, because that's, you know, ultimately the issue with those originals. They were great games, but they were rushed. And, you know, there was a lot of issues with them. And, the, you know, back in the day, getting especially them that the second one was definitely. Yeah, the rushed. second one was the one. The that second was the one more... was rushed. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. The first one. Yeah, it was fine. I, but, I, I mean, solely from a different studio, too. They only yeah. did it after Bioware said we're not doing a sequel. Yeah. I would I would love us. I would I would love a remake of that first one. I, yeah. Oh, it's just one of the best stories, even if it's not canon. Like the the fall and redemption and the plot twist of Revan is just incredible. Mm hmm. And mm -hmm. you have Matt, I mean, God, like we went over this, but I mean, you, HK 47, you got Candorous Ordo, you've got Darth Malak, you've got Bastilla, like you've got all these amazing characters. And it, like, going back to the point we made during the massive conversation, it was away from established canon, but it still felt mm -hmm. familiar in that universe. Yeah. And that's what it has to be. We saw it like 4,000 years before the movies. There's numerous Jedi and Sith like fighting each other in this great war. It's, it's following the man. Mandalorian Wars like that that's incredible yeah. show me that but in 4k 60 frames mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah do it I, I definitely agree we I, though there, I mean it's like we always say about like Nintendo sometimes like where when they don't like redo a game or or port something over it's like you're just throwing money away <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it, like I mean, there's so many people are fans of those games that that it would just be ridiculous not to try to try to do something with it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, people have wanted it for so long now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do we want to hit this next topic or do we just want to go straight to questions? What's the next topic? Uh, Xbox has 30 console launch exclusives this year hey, with me. more to announce. Uh, we'll make it quick. They also reportedly have two games that are unannounced for 2021. Uh, so so hold on, let me let me let me pull up this this uh, what do you call it this this link here? I've got I it. I've got it pulled up. All right. Uh, well, Josh, then you hit me. You hit me with it. <laughs> okay. So hit me oh, with your we'll just fly. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly through these. If anybody has one that they want to talk about. We'll talk about we're skipping Halo Infinite, though, because we've talked about that ad, ad nauseum. What? Yes, Joe, we're <laughs> skipping Halo. What about what about Malo. what about Malo Minfinite? Hmm? Hmm. Sounds interesting. I'm interested. Get Corey off yeah. show. <laughs> uh, adios. See ya. Uh, the Artful Escape. The Ascent. The Ascent looks cool. Yeah. Cool it art. looks different. Yeah. yeah. It, that's I, I that's the, that. it, an isometric shooter. I dig it. Yeah, looks super cool. Mm -hmm. um, the big con. Uh, this was one of the ones we saw in the uh, ID at Xbox montage last summer. It looks like Toe Jam and Earl, but I love this. Like this. This is spoiled. <laughs> this. This is one of my most anticipated yeah. games of the year. You, uh, your family owns a video store. I'm so here for it. It's set in the <laughs> '90s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. I'm excited. Uh, a game that I'm convinced is vaporware at this point, and I would absolutely be sold on that notion if I hadn't played the alpha Crossfire X. Oh, this is—is okay. is this like the remedy? Uh, the, yes. the, the remedy first-person yeah. shooter. I, I enjoy. I enjoyed the uh, the multiplayer. It needed a lot of balancing, and the spawning was really, really bad. But it was more fast-paced than Call of Duty, so I enjoyed it. But I'm always here for a remedy story. 
mm-hmm. who isn't, especially an exclusive one or a timed exclusive, excuse me. Like this was barely punted out of last year. So I got to think this is spring. Um, do you, do you know what ever happened to that game? Uh, some, I, I want to say it was like a small team working on it where it was basically a shooter like like a like Halo, but it um, had the portal portals. Oh, that came out already. That portals. came out like two. That came out on PC yeah. like a year and a half ago. Yeah, but it was only it was only PC though, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Uh, Dead Static Drive. It looks kind of uh, like Tremors to me. Dead Static. Weird. Yeah. I. It sounds cool to me. Uh, you drive, drive along Route Six Six Six. Yeah, there's like sandworms that pop out of it. At least it looks. Yeah, good. I can dig it. Uh, Echo Generation. Uh, I played the demo of this from the Game Awards. I don't oh. know how I feel about it. It's kind of like a Stranger Things style RPG in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Yeah, that's okay. what. It and looks I think that's like. probably why I don't vibe with it a whole lot. Yeah, I never, I never really got into Stranger Things. I don't really, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, Exomecha is the uh, it's the free to play. Uh, mech shooter game that we got previewed last summer too it looks like a mix between like pacific rim transformers and titanfall i'm here for it oh yeah i this is gonna be big dumb and fun and it's free <laughs> yes yes yeah. please yeah uh exo one i don't remember uh, this one i don't either it, uh strange signal alien craft it's a gravity defying interplanetary journey through space and time that's part of a narrative that unfolds around you Master a unique traversal system and move through desolate alien landscapes in ways you've never experienced using gravity and momentum to reach colossal speeds and heights. It features atmospheric diffused visuals that are merged with otherworldly sound effects and a hypnotic electric guitar soundtrack to create something otherworldly. I That's a whole bunch of words for we don't know what we're doing yet. Well, it looks like, uh, did you guys ever watch Flight of the Navigator? Yeah. Yes, it kind of looks like a a spaceship that like mo- like changes its shape depending on yeah. what it needs to do. Mm. Um, I don't know. It it looks visually it looks interesting, but I don't I don't know if it'll be able to hold my interest for very long. Yeah, this is one of those like if it came to Game Pass, I would probably play it, but I'll wait for like some footage and reviews. Yeah, uh, the gunk. I'm really excited for this one. This is um, the yeah. one by the SteamWorld team, right? Yep. Yeah. Looks this cool. looks beautiful. I really want to play, play this game. I want to listen to the soundtrack. That too. Um, <laughs> Malo Minfament. Oh, uh, what's that? Can we go into that? We no. I think no. you're uh for you are uh, uh like some sort of super soldier, and uh, you are stranded on a planet to fight some, uh, what you would say a covenant <clears throat> of alien races. I can tell you that I'm ready to get into that, if you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, next, we have The Last Stop, um, which sounds uh, interesting. It's an anthology game with uh, three different stories in it. I like those kinds of games. Uh, Lake, another one that I really like. Uh, Little Witch in the Woods. Looks uh, like the a medium. Z- Zelda. Oh, uh, the w- Little Witch in the Woods looks like a Zelda-esque uh-huh. Yeah, ultimate goal is to learn master master witchery by learning potions as an apprentice and gathering materials from across the land. I I can dig that. Uh, the medium, I think we're all looking forward to playing this one. Yeah. yeah. I, every time I see that, I'm like, is this a Silent Hill game? 
It's, it's okay, so I, I want to read what this is. So what I've un, what I understand is there's no combat in the game. Mm. Uh, it's mm. all puzzle based. Uh, travel mm. to an abandoned communist resort. <laughs> communist resort. That's where I get all my resorts are communist resorts. <laughs> use your unique psychic abilities to uncover deeply disturbing secrets. Solve dual reality puzzles. Survive encounters with spirits and explore two realities at the same time. You'll delve into a mature and morally, morally ambiguous story where nothing is as it seems and everything has a, has another side. You can see, hear, and experience more than others, and with every new perspective, you will change your perception of what happened at the resort. That sounds like the, the footnote for the book I'm writing about myself, my autobiography. <laughs> uh, like Sim, I, I think that we're all at least wanting to like just see this running on an Xbox. I don't yeah, know. I, I'll yeah. take one flight. This is something I could see, like if I don't know what I want to play in an evening, just like booting this up and flying around. Like I want to fly over Disney World. That's the main Mm -hmm. thing. I want to land in Disney World. (laughs) I want to to land like in the in the bus parking area of the Magic Kingdom. You know what I want to do? I want to fly through the Contemporary Resort where the monorails go in. I wonder if it would let you do that. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to do that. (laughs) Can I land at Harry Potter World? Can I land? Could you of... land in Galaxy's Edge? Hmm. Hmm. That'd be cool. It's it's gonna be just a whole stream of Corey and I trying to land little planes in specific locations in Disney World. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, let's see, Psychonauts two, uh, but that's coming to everything. I can't uh, wait. I I'm excited for Psychonauts two. I'm so excited for this. I love the yeah. original Psychonauts. One of my favorite OG Xbox games. I've been pl- I've been thinking about replaying the the fir- the first one. Because it's been a long time. It is backwards compatible now. It is. I have it digitally. Uh, RPG time. This absolutely sounds like something I'm going to play. Uh, it is an empty classroom for a grand adventure with a young aspiring game developer and his very own RPG. You'll be dazzled by hand-drawn creations as you journey into the surprising and magical world of imagination. Uh, that sounds like a D&D style game, and I'm absolutely here for it. Uh, Sable. Scorn, I, I, another one. I don't believe this is actually coming here. I'll be shocked if it makes it. <laughs> uh, and, and how is Scorn not a like a Geiger game? Like a, it looks exactly like Alien. That so that that's what it's, I was referring to when they first started showing the teaser trailer uh, at the third party showcase last spring. Uh, Ray and I are watching it. We're like, oh my god, are they oh my god, it's a new alien game. Oh my god. And then we're like, oh wait, the fuck is this? I mean, <laughs> it's definitely heavily watching. inspired. Yeah. This, yeah. This, this looks like they copied and pasted Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, which I'm all for, man. I loved that first first Prometheus movie. Uh, yeah, I I'll I'll pl- I'll play this. It's I believe it's coming to Game Pass, so I'll be playing it. Uh She Dreams Elsewhere. Looks like a Nintendo or Game Boy game. Yeah. I, I kind of like that we're getting back to that style of game, but it's like when I play that, I'm like, I feel like I should be playing this on my Switch instead. I agree. Uh, Shredders. The game looks awesome. Uh, dude, uh, listen, the first line of the description, inspired by classic snowboarding game Amped. That's mm-hmm. all I needed. You know who's working? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know there's people working working on this game who developed Cool Borders amped and ssx dude all working i love nice i loved cool borders too that was like one of my favorite yeah. cool dude, I, I, borders. 
with the delay of uh, Riders Republic until later this year, which basically guarantees I'm not going to be playing it at launch, uh, I'm excited to play Shredders. Uh, yeah. Song of Iron, this game is really cool. Uh, it looks yeah, good. Got, yeah, I got to play it as part of the, uh, the Game Awards demo showcase that they did. Uh, it's really it's really cool. It's unique. It's like a 2D God of War almost what in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. Uh, Valhalla, like Viking style game, whatever you want to call it. Like this was this was dope. I don't know if I'll play it when it comes out. It may be a sale game because like, I don't think a demo is enough to judge. But mm-hmm. I really liked the concept of it. Uh, yeah. Tunic. I'm uh, so excited. I'm still, for I've been waiting yeah. for Tunic for too long now. It's been uh, a yeah. really long time, but every time they come Play back Cuphead. to it, it looks better. This this, yeah. this is a game that gives me memories of playing like Minish Cap on my Game Boy. Like this is this is the kind of I don't know like exploration style like top down adventure that I want. And I mean, come on, you you play as a cute little fox. Like who doesn't want to play this game? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> 12 minutes, probably the thing I'm most excited for on this list outside of Malo. Um, still with uh, James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really want to see this one uh, come out and just hope to God that it's good. So the uh, if you watch the trailer at about a minute 30 in, the doors open and you can see the carpet from The Shining in the doorway. Oh no! Which really gives me hope about this game. I hope so. So, like, I mean, I, just the premise alone is great. Romantic evening with your wife turns into a violent invasion as a man breaks into your home, accuses your wife of murder, and beats you to death, only for you to wake up and find yourself stuck in the same twelve-minute loop. That is just so unique, and this is from Annapurna, I believe. Um, which I haven't played a game of theirs that I haven't liked yet. Uh, Unexplored two. I don't know if we know what the first unexplored was. It's just like Indiana yeah, Jones, a, just skipped a, skipped a number. Yeah, it's another it's another like like top down like kind of Zelda esque yeah. type of game, but it, it looks it looks like like it reminds me of of more the um, Breath of the Wild kind of like almost art style, but it, but in a top down version, which wasn't the wasn't the original. Uh, Breath of the Wild done in like a top down originally, and the and then they brought it, you know, into 3D. Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. No. Well, because I because I thought there is a whole game. There's like literally was a whole game that they made where it was all in in the more like you know the old school version. That was and in they Hyrule had, like, Warriors. There was a 2D open world style thing in Hyrule Warriors. It wasn't Breath of the Wild. No, I think I, I've heard. I, I think believe what Jess is talking actually. about that they, when they were developing the game, yeah. they were developing it originally as a like top-down game. They mapped it yeah. out in two D, but they never actually did the programming. No. Yeah, it was never made in a two D yeah. game. Uh, Warhammer Darktide. Does anybody play Warhammer games? So every time I see a Warhammer trailer, I get kind of into it, and I'm like, this seems like I could get into this. And I've never played a Warhammer This game feels like life. the first one that I will actually play. Based on this sentence alone, built on the legacy of Vermintide 2's highly praised melee combat, Darktide introduces deep and balanced gunplay to the mix. Master the balance between ranged and melee combat as you fight your way through a slew of enemies, feeling the impact of every swing of your chainsword or blazing gunfire from your Laz gun. Hmm. It looks like uh, Riddick. 
and it is a day one game pass game. So nice. I would play this visceral yeah. four player co-op action game. That's all Just, I needed to hear. All sounds I like to sounds like Left for Dead, but in space. Basically. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Way to the Woods. Wild at Heart and Yakuza Remastered Collection, as well as Yakuza Six, uh, coming. But they, oh, they just mentioned that those are coming to Game Pass. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's there's a that lot. Is, that good... that is a lot. I just there's nothing My... big there that's going to oh. make you buy a console, right? I mean, a Halo, I guess, but like, oh, Halo, yeah. That's the major thing, and that, that's what I'm getting to is that obviously, like, they they made it really clear, like, hey, this is just stuff that's announced already, like, and on paper, like, that's really cool, like, for their indie initiative, that's an awesome slate. Tunic, yeah. Twelve Minutes, Song of Iron, like, Echo Generation. I've heard people talk nonstop about those since they were shown, like, oh my god, I want to play these games right now, and I agree. Yeah. Like Shredders, I will look forward to Shredders for quite a while now. I got the late out of last year. I want to play Crossfire really bad. But... Yeah, as someone who who like consumes uh, story driven games mostly in in the indie department, uh, like whenever it's an indie game, I'm usually more likely to to actually give it a shot. And so for me, like this lineup is like just it speaks to me for sure. But right. And it's like the the most noticeable thing looking at this is the lack of Microsoft games. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very much by design. That's not exactly great when you go, hey, look at all these exclusives we have coming. It's like, well, where are your exclusives? We have Halo and we have Flight Sim on there. Come on, guys. Like The gunk. I, well, the, I, again, that's not a Microsoft <laughs> I know. Game. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just Josh. Like, you look at this, and, like, so many of these are really, like, really cool games. Like, the, you know, you said the gunk. Like, Stalker 2 is one that's not on this list that, like, may or may not be this year that I'm looking forward to. But it goes back to what we were saying a couple weeks ago. The first six months are going to be real, real rough if you're looking for a AAA reason to buy this console. We got to make it, you got to make it to summer. And then I think that's when you're going to start getting the floodgate open. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm cu- so, I'm curious when Grounded's going to be released as a as a version 1.0 because like I mean they've been yeah because they've been working on that for a, a long time now. Said, even with the latest update, they only have like 40 percent of the content in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's still quite a ways off. Uh, yeah. spe- speaking of of Xbox uh, Game Studios games. Uh, Xbox reportedly has at least two big game, big unannounced games for 2021. Uh, I'm just gonna read this article real quick. Uh, a developer at Dice added to uh, added to this by suggesting the company has quote quite a few games still to announce for 2021. And now Windows Central editor and noted Xbox insider Jez Corden also clarified what he knows. Uh, quote: The list did say uh, that it was all uh, all the announced games as if to say more was coming too. And I know that at least two games, big games that aren't on that list that are coming from Xbox in 2021. Uh, Jez made these comments on the latest episode of the Xbox two podcast, where he also explained that he didn't want to quote ruin the team's surprise as he believes the developers uh, should get to announce it first. Uh, it says when it comes to stuff that I don't think uh, will leak, I think it's much cooler if the announcement comes as part of a surprise, part of a big show, and the teams get to announce it themselves. Uh, and then previously uh, suggested by Reliable Insider Jeff Grubb, 
uh, thinks that her, uh, Forza Horizon 5 might arrive in 2021. Uh, Horizon 5 is a pretty safe bet, I think, even mm-hmm. though they teased uh, Forza Next last year. Yeah, yeah, they teased Motorsport last year, but the impression that I got from seeing that was that it was just going into development. Um, I mean, of course, they could surprise us and, oh, hey, that comes out this year, but I think if Horizon 5 doesn't come out this year, we're probably not seeing another Horizon until at least 2023. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Microsoft wants that. Like They know mm-hmm. the crazy good reception that horizon has had this past generation with two three and four Mm -hmm. Uh, unless you have some unannounced expansions which is entirely possible for four uh it's simply just that makes sense um as for the other unannounced games like i don't know what they like so i mean compulsions game i guess would be one but that i wouldn't really consider that big I just so when Jez says unannounced, does that just mean unannounced for this year or unannounced period? That's my question, like in the world. It seems like he meant this year because he said that they wanted to announce it during like a big show. So my my guess is around E three time we they also, probably wanna Right. But I'm saying is this a game are these games we already oh, know about no. or also, are they oh. brand new? Does this does this brand include new. the like Bethesda games also now? I feel like that would be a really cheap way to get out of it because, like, everybody and their mother under the sun, like, me included, thinks that Wolfenstein 3 is one of the unannounced games. I mean, it, it is, right? They they keep saying, right. they've openly said Wolfenstein 3 is happening, right? Like, they, they mm-hmm. just haven't formally and announced it's been it. In devel- it's been in development for a few years. Like, there's, unless Indiana Jones just comes out of nowhere and somehow releases this year, which I will do something insane if that happens. I don't mm, think it's happening. My knees will get dirty um, for Disney. Yeah, there'd be some inappropriate <laughs> things going on on this show. Um, As it, opposed to what normally happens. Taking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it as unannounced games, I would say probably Wolfenstein and, I mean, I guess Compulsion's game? But I, I just, I don't think Compulsion's game is anywhere near ready to come out. I, I think this is much more towards these are games that we know about, or it's a partnership with somebody that like we're not going to guess. Speaking of uh, compulsion, did you see that uh, We Happy Few has an Xbox Series X enhancement edition? It, did it make the game playable or like bearable? I don't because know. I didn't. I didn't play the game, bad. so I don't know. But I'm like that game is like really old to be getting an update. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> I I don't know, man. Like the the games, I could definitely see like. So the most logical way to say this is, oh, it's talking about Wolfenstein 3 and Forza Horizon 5. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're talking about unannounced, if you're talking about announced, uh, I think there's a distinct chance that it could be referring to Everwild and one of the millions of RPGs that they now own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we get a can we get a Series SX uh, update to the original first Doom game? Thank you. <laughs> what like the one before Eternal? Oh, I thought you meant like oh, the original, no, the one before I Eternal. I, I just want, I just want. I mean, the, the like the Doom twenty sixteen. Yeah, I want that re uh, remastered and redone and with uh, ray tracing. Well, <laughs> aren't aren't though aren't isn't Wolfenstein two and Prey getting Series X enhancements too? Wasn't that like a big deal that like PlayStation Five wasn't getting them, but Xbox so. No, the big the big deal with those was that um, 
I think the bundles were available for Series X and not for PlayStation. You had to still oh, individually yeah. buy them. You could get them bundled at a discounted price, though, for Xbox. Oh, okay. I don't know if they actually got the enhancements. The only ones that I know that have enhancements coming down the pipeline uh, are Doom Eternal, uh, Doom Eternal, Fallout 4, and Elder Scrolls Online. Well, are all set to get them. There's a there's a Polygon article that says Wolfenstein 2 Dishonored and Prey collections rated for Xbox Series X, according to the ESRB. Um, yeah, it's, it's already available, I believe. Oh. Hmm. Have you guys played Prey? No. I did. I played a little bit of it. I I was a fan of the original one. Oh, it's so. nothing. Yeah, it's... I, I actually, I think it's a really good game. Like, it is... I don't know. I really like almost everything about that game. If you haven't mm-hmm. played it, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I I was, I mean, I loved the original first one and all of its cheesiness and, like, fun. All the yeah, it, I, I loved that game. I loved that game. And then, like, you know, like, I found out about uh, the After Midnight Project or whatever the... <laughs> Uh, the band that plays the song for the the final credits. I didn't, you know, I found out about them because of finishing that game. And I actually like their music a lot. They're really good, but... But yeah, I've I've only played a little bit of it, the new one, though. All right, guys. We're going to get into these questions. Remember, you can tweet at us at ArsenalXPodcast. Join our Discord comment in there, comment your question, or email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com. Just like Eric Hathaway did. He says, hey guys, what XGS IP do you think we will see come out this year besides Halo? I mean, we kind of just talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. We kind of talked about Forza, I guess. Uh, I think Everwild, actually, Josh, now that you brought it up, I keep forgetting about that game, but also I'm excited. Every time I see it, I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Like, I think that's a, kind of a decent candidate for this year, honestly. It's one of the only ones we actually saw, like, running mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't see actual gameplay, but we saw, like, clearly in engine, and it was not a conceptual trailer. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Everwild is probably the safe money. But uh, again, I'm not really sure where that fits in. Like, if it's coming out this year and you're not talking about it, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, I get that we're just a couple weeks into the year, but I feel like that's something that has to be addressed now. And maybe Microsoft is a little gun shy to announce things mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. last year, a lot of the stuff that came out, sure, we had delays within the year because of COVID. This is the year you're going to start seeing those big delays. Hogwarts Legacy already got pushed out of this year. Mm-hmm. And Jason Schreier has already said, like, hey, this is just the first one. Like, there are a lot more that are going to come. Like, other people in the industry who know this backwards and forwards are like, there are a lot more AAA games that will get pushed. I know a lot of us think Ragnarok is getting pushed out of this year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked to see Horizon pushed basically to the brink. Mm-hmm. You know, I still think that is coming out this year since we've seen it running. But like Ratchet and Clank is no longer dated as like a launch window title. That's just 2021 mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So Gran Turismo doesn't even have a date for this year. We just assume yeah. that that's this year. So. I think there's a lot of things you're going to see pushed out of this year or pushed later. Everwild is one of the ones I feel like could withstand that. And I think Microsoft buying Bethesda bought them a big 
cushion too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Bethesda probably like in our assumption has Wolfenstein and then in mine like has Starfield almost ready to go. Mm-hmm. You could have those mm-hmm. two in your big tent poles alongside Halo this year and be perfectly fine. But I think Microsoft really wants to have that hey, games, games, games. So whether that means throwing Horizon Five out there or getting Everwild out like in September you have a potentially killer lineup in the back half of this year. It's just not happening before July. What mm-hmm. What do you guys think about something that Ninja Theory is working on, whether it's Project Mara or Hellblade? Um, I, my understanding is that Mara is at least 2022 uh, because it's still experimental and they don't even quite know what kind of game they want to make with it yet. Yeah, plus like them not being in the studio probably disrupts yeah. those conversations. Hellblade, Hellblade, I think, is still quite a ways off as well. I think that was probably slated for this fall, but there's no question that COVID fucked them. Um, mm. That's a game that's going to rely so much on mocap and on performance capture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, she did post some stuff on Instagram about I her getting back that. in the motion capture stuff. So, so if you're starting to do mocap now. God, that game could be anywhere from 12 to 18 months away. Yeah. Like, at best, especially when it's the main person still suiting up. I mean, Last of Us yeah. finished mocap almost a year before release, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I I was thinking, like, probably March of, of 2020, uh, 2022. Yeah, I, I think that's a spring game next year. When we didn't get any new footage at all last year and all we got was a like literally 50 second dev diary and Mm -hmm. we've heard nothing since i assume this game is not coming out in 2021 yeah i think Mm -hmm. that's the real takeaway is it's just like it's been radio silence on it so it's on a lot of games yeah yeah there's gonna be a lot of things and that's why i think both sony and microsoft and of course nintendo has always done this are hesitant to announce release dates because they don't want to keep getting seen as hey we got a punt we got a punt especially after pushing yeah that's cyberpunk <laughs> i mean that's yeah, why like, they don't want wants, they don't nobody want, like, wants cyberpunk. to be the next cyberpunk <laughs> i mean look at look at everything nintendo did last year everything that they announced last year they announced it and released it within three months right yeah. so yeah and, and, and i think right now you, you know like yeah, and especially after them, you know, like what everything that happened with uh, with Metroid Prime Four, like you know, at this point they've kind of just gotta, you know, like make sure things are like. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that that kind of like lit a fire underneath them to be like, hey, we better, we better just be a little bit more. Yeah. You know, cautious and know what's going on first before we I mean, announce Microsoft's anything. Microsoft's always been bad about it, too. They announced Quantum yeah. Break three years before it came out. Yeah. yeah. You can't afford that with your big IPs anymore. Like, Halo Infinite, by the time it comes out, it will have gone through three E3s. Mm-hmm. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Like, we, we, we simply just, at least three. Excuse me. This will be the fourth one? Fourth what, one. What, 2018? Yeah. So 2018, yep. 2019. We, we got a teaser in 2018. We got the him waking up in space and putting the helmet on in 2019. Last year, we got the gameplay. To, we got Craig last year. And yeah. Then we get the game. Four E3s. Like, man. Four E3s. Like, that's Last of Us 2 style long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Everwild is well on the way though. to being there, too. Yeah, I mean, I think we I think we all knew that buying this box that we weren't going to get any games until at least next right. fall. So I mean, I, 
whatever. Well, Look, we would get games, but we just wouldn't be getting, yeah, like the like these massive things that yeah, no, every I just, single person wants. I to meant play. like AAA, like, like major yeah, tentpole yeah. things. Yeah. So, all right, our next question yeah. comes from uh, Michael Thornburg. Thornburg, he says, "Hey guys, what would you like to see from Game Pass this year? It's already an incredible deal." Uh, but is there some sort of evolution you would like to see? Thanks. Um, I mean, I'm fine with Game Pass where it's at, right? Like, I don't know. I I think it's I, I think it's really good. I I mean, I would like to see maybe some older back catalog games appear on there. I guess. Uh, yeah. Maybe some original Xbox IP like uh, Brute Force. Where's my Brute Force game, guys? I would play through Brute Force now. Just to just mm. to remember, I have a around here somewhere. I have the official Xbox magazine where it says it's the Halo killer, or the next <laughs> Halo. I think they call it. I it's like nope. No. I still I still think that the the one thing that they need to do sooner than later, uh, until uh, storage is no longer an issue, is they need to bake. Uh, xCloud into some of these games and give you the option to just play them right there off of Game Pass. I mean, that's on your coming Xbox though, right? Too. That's supposedly that coming at some point. Is, is it? Okay, yeah. they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're trying because to yeah, because because like uh, like I think that's the only thing for me that Game Pass is missing right now I is mean, I that's... I can't just play games that I want to try out without having to download them. And I have to, and if I want to download them right now, I've got to delete games. I mean, mm-hmm. that's so. how it works on mobile. Yeah. So yeah. like, just imagine that becoming yeah. to it. And Phyllis said it'll and be having coming a, as and they And having close. a straight connection to the internet, you know, like that's the problem right now is doing it through Wi-Fi is not, not as reliable doing it through your internet, you know, like your, your phone service is not as reliable of a connection as having it directly, pl- you know, the internet plugged directly into it. So, mm-hmm. I think what I'd want to see is if this year is really going to be as slow as we're kind of anticipating, at least for the first half, I want to see a killer third party deal. Like, mm-hmm. two, give me two or three major third party games that came out like back half of last year that would just be like. I don't know, like, system so because you're never going to hit the high that you had with, like, when you put Grand Theft Auto Five on there. You know what would be a great Game Pass game? Came back. Now that you say that, you know what would be a great Game Pass game would be Immortals. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they could do that. I think if they were to take an open-world IP from Ubisoft, though, I unquestionably, I think it would be Valhalla, just because of the name recognition. But I, I selfishly, I would like Immortals because I haven't gotten to play it, and I don't know if I want to buy it yet. Um, don't buy I the Switch still, version. I'm still gonna hold. I'm gonna hold to my prediction that I think Far Cry Six is gonna come to Game Pass day one. Um, that would think, be cool. I think they know they need a major deal or two, and they'd be willing to eat the cost if they needed to. Just to be like, hey, this game's only gonna be on here for three months. We're we're gonna Red Dead Redemption to it. Uh, Far Cry Six will be available for the summer. We're gonna we're gonna launch it. In, uh, when's the new release date? Like mid May or something. We're gonna drop it in May. We're gonna take it away. We're gonna give you the exact date. We're gonna take it away in August. We're just gonna give it. We're gonna give it to you for the summer, like we did with Red Dead. I mean, we had Grand Theft Auto for six months. They took that away. Gave us Red Dead. I think Grand Theft Auto is coming back. 
you know, they did one of their little email marketing things where like, oh, we're going to blurt the name of the game out, but this and that, um, that they, they like to post to Twitter. And it was something mm-hmm. returning like, oh, people got really upset when we took this away, but they were really excited because we gave them that other game in exchange. And well, that basically refers to, hey, you did that with Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead. Put GTA 5 on there, people will come to it if they still somehow don't have it. The player base just skyrocketed in that game overnight when it was on Game Pass uh, for heists and whatnot. Or not, I mean, Yakuza. Yakuza 7 is probably the other one, like mm-hmm. Dragon. Well, I, I think mm-hmm. the day that... That just makes that, sense. That, that's a given. I think that the day that that drops on PlayStation 5, the the updated version of it, that that yeah. comes to Game Pass. And yeah. I, I guess really the only other one is, and this all depends on when the agreement is up, which I think is end of February, beginning of March, for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, Going to stick to what Corey said a couple of weeks ago, where he thinks that'll be a day one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, you got to have big third-party games. So you got to have games that people want, mm-hmm. that the Xbox yeah. crowd hasn't had at, or hasn't been compelled to buy yet been like okay it's part of my it's part of the subscription now like it's just too good of a deal i got i gotta do it i got a couple months to blow through this before it goes away if i'm microsoft i'm making all these three and four month deals until my games are ready Mm -hmm. well if i'm i'm looking at like your your um amazon prime and your hulu models where right now you can get either you can get amc plus or whatever for a you know certain amount a month or you can get it at a discounted price by buying it as a channel through through uh you know prime or through hulu so like yeah i could see them eventually doing like trying to do something like that where now if you want ubisoft plus and get, you can get it through game pass at a discounted price for like three dollars a month or you know, like, you know, all is all these companies that are making their own uh, streaming services for games come out. I could see them trying to do that. Like you could have your option to have it stand alone on anything or on PC or whatever. But to bring it to the console and make it more accessible, they can kind of do that where where instead of searching everywhere for that app, you can go right into your Game Pass and be like, yeah, I'd like to add this service to my, my Game Pass. Boom, it's done. Now I got uh, like, you know, 50 to 100 more games that are in my Game Pass that I can pick from. Like, I could see them doing something like that eventually, too. Is just, you know, if, if again, the Netflix or Amazon Prime model is going to be, you know, uh, mimicked moving forward. I mean that you know that stuff is happening a lot now. Yeah. So yeah. I want to see a greater discount when games come to Game Pass. If there is DLC that's not included, or like some sort of consumable content, like so when Grand Theft Auto is there, like they should have a discount when you can buy the credit cards and stuff. Like, I would like to see a better incentive to make a purchase when an item's on Game Pass, or if it's a Microsoft don't if I have Game Pass. I, I like <clears throat> I know what you're saying there, because I like that Microsoft included the Hive Busters DLC for Gears 5 for mm-hmm. free if you had Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Like I think you're going to see that a lot more with Microsoft-owned properties. It's Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It's only Game Pass Ultimate, though. 
Yeah, but, but I mean, it's fine. who's who's really paying for console Game Pass and it's not Game Pass Ultimate? Like, let's be completely yeah. honest. No, I know. I'm just I'm just saying, like, yeah. It, 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 but that's still like that. That further accentuates like what a good deal it is. I'd like to see more perks. Like, yeah, well, they give well, what us. If, oh, I was gonna just say really quick. What if what if they started doing more of this stuff linked to the um, you know, the the Game Pass. Uh, reward stuff where like if you spend so much amount of time or or like you hundred percent a game that you got in the in the uh in game pass or whatever that you can like actually if you do enough in the regular game you can actually unlock the the expansion for free you know through through you know actually putting the work and time into you know, just because, like, in the main thing about Game Pass is, like, these people want you to play their games, right? And they and the more that the game is played, the more money they're getting from Microsoft. And if they're getting more money from Microsoft because people are playing their games, they can then afford to do, uh, like, uh, reward people for actually playing their game through to completion to, you know, actually getting then the expansion freer. Like just something. I mean, just like have it where where people feel more uh, willing to try to you know finish these games in Game Pass instead of just trying them and then deleting them and trying something else and then deleting it and trying something else and delete. You know, like just a way to a way to you know make it better for for everyone. I think would be kind of interesting too. So what I kind of want to see is I want to see more more perks that we get like with the for example they give like Warframe and like World of Tanks stuff away and stuff give us stuff for games that people actually play yeah uh, like when Halo comes out give us some kind of cool give, give me give me some rec packs for Halo like yeah. we've got, we got a Forza Horizon pack we got an overcooked DLC for free which my girlfriend was super happy to have uh, we've gotten a lot of Sea of Thieves cosmetics like. I'd like to see, like, what the agreement they have with Bungie. Like, we know they had a talk with Bungie last summer. Like, what was that about? Was that about an indefinite continuation of expansions? Was it about matter? Or was it about some Game Pass perks similar to Twitch Prime? Where you get a bundle every month or something. Like, maybe you get, like, 200 silver, two or 300 silver, and a few cosmetics or something. Like, three, three or four times a year. Like, that would be really cool to me. I would really like that. You, yeah. you give us something like that, or you partner up with some of these third-party devs and you get uh, a mini DLC or some quest packs or something like hypothetically had, had cyberpunk launched well. And, you know, maybe part of the deal with them for promoting it had been, Oh, we're going to give you like the, the first expansion at like half off or something like that. Like, give me some perks like that. Like, I like that you did the Spotify thing. I like that you did the Disney plus thing for new subs. Give us something that a lot of us will use. Though. Like, give me a map pack. Give me a map pack yeah. for Call of Duty or something. Give me, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. Like, give me, give us something that's, like, for a lot of people, but that equals that $10 or $15 value. Like, it's like oh, shit, I was going to buy this anyways, but this is included yeah. as part of my sub. Like, it's canceling itself out for this yeah. month. I like things like that. Like, I've been getting all the Fantasy Star Online packs for the last year because when New Genesis comes out, I want to give it a shot. I'm going to have all these ridiculous XP boosters now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love it. But yeah. selfishly, g 
give me stuff for games that I play. Give me, give me some Warzone shit. Give me some Apex stuff. Like, yeah, come, or if they, or guys. if they do do that thing like they did, like you were talking about the, uh, the Spotify and and the Disney Plus things. Like I, if I already have those, like let me turn those in for our for um, uh, Game Pass, uh, you know, rewards points or something. Because I'm not going to be able to use it. I mean, that's so, like, probably a legality thing, though. Yeah. In all honesty. True. true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, that is such a bummer. Because almost every single thing so far that we've gotten like that, I haven't been able to use because I either already have it or it's not something that that I use. So it's it's just yeah. I've like the all those perks stuff has been pretty useless for me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, is there anything else we need to hit on before we uh, head on out of here? Because uh, I think nah, we, I think I'm think, good. Yeah, I think we hit on everything. We got everything in. We got all the questions. Uh, remember, you can email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail dot com. You can tweet at us at arsenalxpodcast. You can join our Discord. Uh, a lot of fun in there. Also, arsenalx mm-hmm. is the only people in the Boss Rush Games Discord. Uh. I want to thank everybody for watching here on Twitch. We've had a had a quite the uh, viewership tonight. So uh, yeah. yeah, if you're if you're watching on Twitch, hit that f- uh, follow follow hit the heart, whatever the heart says. What is it? Follow follow. <laughs> follow. Thank you. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, remember to subscribe. If you're listening on podcast services, leave us a nice review, like us, share us with your friends, do all that stuff. Uh, second week in a row, gentlemen. Great stats. I was sharing it with Joe. So great, great, great job, everybody. Proud of you. 2021 is off <laughs> to a great start here on Arsenal X. So, yeah, it is. Uh, Jesse, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me almost everywhere as Phantom NXS. And uh, I just wanted to, I promoted this on uh, Boss Rush episode, but um, I'm going to hopefully this month be doing. Uh, uh, episode with the the ladies over at Bad Bitches podcast, and uh, I'm I, I'm so I'm so looking forward to. We're gonna do the one of their uh, um, their drunkumentary episodes where it's and that's a show where they watch a watch a movie and talk about it. And um, I talk them into watching Ichi the Killer, and I am so excited for them <laughs> because they have no idea what they walked into. <laughs> So, yeah, that should be hopefully coming up at some point this month, released or or at the end of the month. So, nice. But, yeah, Joe, where can we find you? you? Should follow me on Twitter. Check those show notes for more details. I'm just gonna like screen cap the way you look into the camera when you say that because uh-huh. it looks like you're trying not to laugh as you say it. <laughs> that would be factually accurate. <laughs> you're just like you're like a kid who knows he did something wrong, and you're like giggling, trying not to I, say. What I it feel is. like every time we get to this point, there's the problem of being like, "Am I gonna spell it out? Am I going like?" In the easiest way is to just click a link. Yeah. So. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh. Where have you uh, of course, every Thursday night and Friday at some point during the day, whenever Corey is able to post it, you can find me on the Tower Casuals Destiny podcast. And uh, 
on Twitter and Twitch as at Josh underscore Finn with two ends. Count them, two. Two ends. We're finishing up Control <laughs> this week. And then God knows what. I got to find another game since fucking Outriders got delayed. Oh, I did it. Oh, I, yeah. I missed Outriders that. got punted to the end of April. Yeah. Okay. So. so. The delays are happening, folks. They yeah. Are. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we kind of expected that. Yeah. But. So. You can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me on various shows like the Boss Rush Podcast and Tower Casuals with Josh. You can find all of our content on the Boss Rush Network at BossRushGames.com and on our YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, share, rate, and review, and follow wherever you consume this show. Thank you guys so much for watching. Until next week, we love you. Goodbye. Hey, bro.